welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. Today we have Lindsay Pellas with us. She is beautiful inside and out. You might know her as an Instagram model, a social media influencer. She worked at Hooters. She sells her calendars. She's got a lot going on for her. We talk a lot about the stigma of being an Instagram model, what that means, and actually how hard it is to do your job, and about the one time a guy offered to give her $500 to um, pee on a video for him. Real juicy conversation on this episode of Not Too Deep. Enjoy! Not, not too deep. Have you ever heard of lab-grown diamonds? Well, lab-grown diamonds are essentially chemically identical to natural ones just made in a lab. And at Lightbox, they've cracked the science to grow gorgeous stones every time. So check them out at lightboxjewelry.com slash grace and use code grace for $25 off. <laughs> Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, okay, I, I've been asking a lot of people this question, and it's not meant to be negative at all, <laughs> but it's for people that don't know who you are, mm-hmm. that might be discovering you for the first time. What is your deal? Good. You know, I'm still trying <laughs> to figure that out myself, honestly, truly. Yeah. I have no idea what my deal is. No, I moved to LA like four years ago. Mm-hmm. I was 23. I was a bartender. Somehow... I got a billion Instagram followers, or like a million in six weeks. Nuts. Yeah. It was in six pr- weeks? Six weeks time. I moved here with like 250, which back then was insane. Huge. And then um, I ended up getting a million in six weeks. Wow. So I didn't know, you know, this wasn't really my plan. Sure. But I didn't have a major plan. I graduated with a history degree. I was bartending. Yeah. So you're from Louisiana. Yeah. And you majored in history, which is super cool. Yeah. And also why? Good question. <laughs> Truly, the true fact is I had a scholarship, an academic scholarship. Okay. And I was a mass comm major, but I worked full time. So I worked at Hooters, of course. Yeah. The entire time. So I was like a full-blown adult in school. Yeah. And mass comm is very hard if you cannot focus on it. Sure. History was not so hard for me. I was really, really good at it. Okay. So, so that's my worst subject. Really? I can't remember dates, facts, people, any of it. There's uh, so much w- murder I get, there's a, I know. And I'm into like true crime podcast now. You'd think <laughs> I would be better at that. Yeah. But no, I'm terrible at it. Okay. So you had this like dual life happening. Yeah. And well, so I had a scholarship and in mm. four years time, it's like I could get this history degree. Okay. Like I could ace history and, you know, get out of it. And I did. So I got my bachelor's in history. Dang. And then, of course, I was like, well, what do I do now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one knows what to do with a history degree. I thought about law school. I uh-huh. thought about getting my master's. And I loved bartending. And I'm like, let me go move to Vegas or LA. Okay. And see if I can make a ton of money and just like live a little. Yeah. And Vegas was the the very obvious choice. But someone said, you know, if you could afford to live in both places, where would you go? And I said, L.A. Mm. And they said, well, try L.A. And I did. So I moved here without a job or a plan. Wow. Yeah. So you, so all it took was for someone to be like, where would you really ideally love to be? Yeah. There's this book called uh, Who Moved My Cheese? But yes. it's about fear uh-huh. and taking the fear out of decisions. So if fear wasn't an option, I would have moved to L.A. If I thought I could be pretty enough and rich enough and cool enough, uh-huh. I'd totally be in L.A. But that- I never thought I could. And then now look at you. Here you are. You know, I scammed. <laughs> you scammed. I finessed but everyone. <laughs> but that's honestly what we're all doing. We're yeah. all just fucking oh, scammers and waiting for someone to call us out. <laughs> and the amount that I've heard people on the podcast recently talk about like imposter syndrome and oh, that sh- idea of like, someone's going to call me out for not being allowed to be exactly where I'm at right now is so nuts. And like everyone has it. Yeah. Um, Okay. I'm very curious about Hooters. Okay. Uh, What was it like working there? 
God, so fun. It's yeah. so fun. It was because I didn't get to be in a sorority because I had to pay my bills. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was and very pissed about that. <laughs> and a lot of people don't realize that sororities cost a lot of money a to be of part money. of. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't get to do that. So Hooters was like, we had a uniform <laughs> that I was obsessed with. My mom brought me there as a kid. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I loved, like, I just loved the atmosphere. People were singing there. Like you yeah. sang happy birthday. I just loved the vibe. And so right when I turned 18, I went to work at Hooters. And uh-huh. I worked there for four years. I was in the calendar. Um, it was a... It's actually very strict. Really? We are very women-focused and friendly. Mm-hmm. It was in the training about how to speak to women first and offer them everything. Basically, kiss ass of any women customers really? at any time because everyone said women pay the bills. So they said, you know, you had to kiss the ass of any women that came in. Yeah. And it was really strict. And you had to do a lot of side work. Yeah. Like you had to do a lot because I worked in other restaurants and businesses mm-hmm. and that was the hardest, the strictest. You wow. were graded all the time. It was this very like, wow. <laughs> serious situation. Interesting though. Yeah. But I mean, you would think, I'm sure from the outside, the general consensus is like, this is ridiculous. And yeah. then on the inside, you're like, we have a lot of rules and regulations oh that we follow. Oh my God. I can still tell you how to do the entire table <laughs> from top to bottom. And I get like, I have nightmares about it. Really? Like someone sat and I didn't go ring up their thing or uh-huh. offer three appetizers. and Yeah. It's oh, wild. all those like secret shoppers and all of it. Yeah. I worked at every chain restaurant and same deal that it's like, if you're not at the table with a coaster on it in 30 seconds, like, yeah. you could be docked pay. Uh, yeah. So nuts. Are you, do you go into Hooters now as an adult? You know, I literally was there last week. You were? <laughs> yeah. The one on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh yeah. It's so cute there. I've but never been. I, I think it's because I, I ate there every day mm-hmm. for four years in college. It's sometimes it's like, this is my home. Yeah. Like, these Fried pickles are my life. <laughs> It's familiar. Yeah. Um, okay. You talked about being in the calendar there. Mm-hmm. What is that situation? Is that you get chosen to be? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's so intense and scary. You have to, you submit your own pictures. Okay. To some kind of Hooters God. So and some mystery person. Yeah, some, like you don't even know where you like mail them off in a postcard, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And then they choose some of you from your franchise. So they'll choose like okay. 15 girls per the state of Louisiana. Okay. And then you all go to the shoot with the real deal guy. Okay. And the real deal guy comes and you have like maybe one, you know, five minutes to get a photo. The perfect shot. Yeah. And you might get in the calendar with one of those photos or you might not. So it's not even guaranteed. Yeah. So I've gotten that far and not made it. And then one time I made it. Okay. And then now I sell my own calendar. So I like shit on the whole process. Well, that's that's what's so interesting to me is that now you've kind of, you've taken this thing and you've made it your own, which is interesting because I remember growing up, and calendars being a really major thing, mm-hmm. even just like Ann Getty, kids in a giant pumpkin calendar Cute. that everyone would go to the stores. And in January, they're all 50% <laughs> off at like Barnes and Noble and everyone like bought a bunch for some reason. Yes. And you make your own calendars now. Mm-hmm. Is that still like a big industry? It totally is. You know why? Because it's the best Christmas gift. Oh, it's a true. really good price point. They're usually what, like 35, 40 bucks. Yeah. So you can get someone a gift of like, you know, something to remember all year. I autographed mine. Oh, that's It's great. just the perfect. I mean, I think they're so fun. And yeah. But I was a Hooters fanatic and a calendar obsessor. I love Playmates and that whole thing. Yeah. So this is like, I've been obsessing about this for my whole life. So when did you start making your own calendars? Three years ago, I think was the first time. Okay. And what's that process like? 
Oh, it's so scary because you <laughs> you see everyone do it and you're like, oh, I'll just make a calendar. And just take some photos and yeah. build it into a calendar. Yeah. And then hell no. It's like, how do I distribute it? I don't know how to mail people stuff. And right. then how do I package I this? And how do I print this? The and fact that I get my taxes done every year uh, is an insane, amazing thing that I, <laughs> is a miracle, truly. But yeah. I'm like, the idea of mailing a stranger something that they purchased for me, I couldn't do it. No, it's asinine. And then um, imagine when they don't show up. Oh, yeah. So I have to kind of come up with the customer service people and the distributors and the printers. And I full-blown, like, creative direct the entire thing. So right. I find every single location. <laughs> I choose every outfit. I have to hire my photographer. I go back and forth with the edits, which is a painstaking process. Yeah. Last year, my calendars were misprinted twice, and I won't accept anything poor. So I'm like— Sure. No, we have to read. So you get a really good taste of business. Yeah. It's like Girl Scouts. It's like my, my Girl Scout badge. Oh, yeah. Of business. <laughs> Wait, so what's your creative process like? Like, how do you decide on a theme or how do you decide on whatever, like, the aesthetic is going to be? It's so much fun. But, well, because I have all those years of staring at the Hooters calendar, <laughs> I know exactly what I love. Yeah. And I try to think what the audience would love. So the first year, you know, I'm from Louisiana. Mm -hmm. So I did a Dirty South calendar. Oh, that makes sense. So it was my dream to go home and shoot, you know, on Bourbon Street and in these yeah. famous bars and in a swamp on these <laughs> <laughs> like I did everything I could ever dream of. And then the second year, I'm like, what are my fans want? And I'm like, maybe I'll be like nearly naked. There you go. Because <laughs> it's going to sell like crazy and it's sold like crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was great. genius. And I, and I cut costs on clothes because I didn't have to. Yeah, I was like, like you're the whole time. <laughs> yeah, your wardrobe budget was yeah. next to nothing. So the last year I did um, wet calendar. Okay. I wanted to be soaking wet. So I just in every way. So I, I redid <laughs> the Varsity Blues, like whipped cream bikini. Oh, fun. I rented a dunk tank. Okay. I had a classic car and I did this car wash thing. Like I just did the whole thing. All the classics. Yeah. So next, this one coming up, I'm actually shooting in two weeks, uh -huh. has another theme. But <gasps> I don't want to spoil okay, it. Okay. Don't, you don't have to spoil I mean, this episode won't go up till November. Oh, well then it might be on pre-sale. Oh, there you go. Oh, should I? I mean, if you want it, we'll keep it a, a locked lip secret here oh, for I'll sure. You. you know what? No one else could do it better even if they stole it. I'm going to do the Wild Wild West. Oh, yes. Fun. Yes. So we are thinking sexy cowboy jeans. Yeah. Are cool, you doing any campfire? Any all. into like Will Smith Wild Wild West? You are insane. That's a photo <laughs> of him is in my phone. Really? You're a psychic because I have a mood board. Yeah. And there's this photo of Will Smith where he has his uh, cowboy hat over his junk. Yep, uh -huh. That's on my mood board. <laughs> I sent it to my photographer like a, If you don't recreate that, uh, you're missing out. He looked good. And when you Google Wild Wild West, he comes yeah, up. It's like the, one of the first things. That, it's <laughs> yeah. my first association wow. with that phrase. Also okay, like Westworld, any like cyborgy type of stuff. Oh, shit. That gets expensive. Yeah, that's a, lot of, that. <laughs> that's a lot of special effects makeup. Yeah. That uh, goes into a whole new world. Uh, that's so cool. I had no idea that calendars were still like a major thing. Yeah, it's fun. How does family feel about it? They're supportive or they're just kind of like, she's doing it. God, at first they like could not stand anything I was really? up to. They just thought it was insane. And the first time I got paparazzi hardcore, mm. my mom totally changed her vibe. Really? Yeah. Wait, so she loved it? Yeah. <laughs> she like reposted it on her Facebook. <laughs> I was on like Yahoo News and MSN. I 
I was in Miami and someone full-blown paparazzi mm-hmm. the first time, like through the bushes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Me getting drunk at the pool. And my mom <laughs> thought it was so cool. She's like, my baby's making it. Yeah. I was like, okay, bandwagon. That, does she own any of the calendars? She has some. Okay. My dad has some. That's great. Yeah. My but- dad held the reflector for the Dirty South one at one point. <laughs> and I have a photo of him in the background literally holding the reflector. Oh. It was so nice. I mean, if that's not support, I, know. I don't know what is. No. Um, okay. So you so you started out with social media in Louisiana and then came out here. What were you doing before Instagram was a major thing? Oh, so I was bartending. So you were bartending. Yeah. But were you still doing like social media? Were you still like dabbling in that whole world? Well, I moved here with like 250000 uh-huh. and I was making $0. I was just posting selfies and I was getting a kick every time I'd go up a thousand. Sure. And just yeah. like having fun. Yeah. Um, and when I moved here, I found a job on Craigslist oh. to bartend at the Avalon. Okay. Which I don't know if you've been to Avalon. I've heard of it, but for people that don't live here, like how would you describe that place? It is an iconic music venue and mm-hmm. concert hall. So they do events and then they have like a club night. But it's so wild. Uh, Dan Aykroyd is one of the owners. Sure, why not? Very, yeah, <laughs> he, he, it's very weird. He has his own vodka line. But um, Bruno Mars has worked there. Skrillex has worked there. Ryan Gosling was a DJ. Wow. There's so much history in this spot that I happened to pick up off of Craigslist. Off of Craigslist. Yeah, and so I worked there for months. Um, I moved here in October. I worked there until about February, March. Okay. And at one point, someone was paying me $300 to post a protein shake. Okay. And at my bar, although I made a ton of money, I had to split it. <laughs> so I was, you know. With the bar? I had to split it with the other bartenders. I was very pissed about it. They they still know this. I'm still friends with some of them. <laughs> it was like, I was just handing out donations. I, I hated it. <laughs> and um, so I was like, if I make $300 doing this selfie mm-hmm. and I go to the bar for a seven to make the same thing, maybe my time is better spent working on the selfie. If I do the math here. Yeah. <laughs> and I called and quit my job. Okay. And then I called and tried to ask for it back right away because I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> and they were like, Lindsay, think about it. And then I never had to get a job again. Wow. Yeah. So how do you, so, because one, there's so much negative perception of being like an Instagram model. Yeah. And you're a very intelligent human being. Thanks. And I'm sure that you have to like butt up against <laughs> these people that constantly perceive you and assume certain things about yeah. you. Um, but then to like start having success in that world, like how do you start filtering in like the requests that come in? For business? Yeah. Oh, it's just crazy hard and I miss all of it. I miss half of it. It took a really long time. Because you're doing it all yourself, for the, especially in the beginning. Yeah. It takes a long time in any Hollywood, I feel like, environment yeah. to find a team mm-hmm. and to figure it out. And I moved here at 23, so my brain wasn't even done. Developing, yeah. yeah. You know how dumb you are at 23? Oh, God, we think we're geniuses and we look back and I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. So dumb. I don't know how I did anything right. I don't know how I'm alive now. Me either. (laughs) And so it took, you know, the first year I moved here and I was like, WTF. The Mm -hmm. second year, I was like, what am I doing with my life? The third year, I kind of got a focus. Mm -hmm. And I realized kind of where my goals were and everything happened that way. And then, mm. you know, the team started to form and I started to figure out how to make money. Yeah. And once you figure it out a little, it all kind of comes. Sure. And you get it together. But it's crazy with that Instagram model kind of stereotype. You know, everyone on Instagram is modeling. It's just that a few of us are getting paid for it. That's such a great <laughs> way to put that. That's absolutely Sorry to true. Break it to you. <laughs> yeah. Every selfie you've put up there is yeah. exactly the same that you're doing. Yeah. You're just holding a protein shake. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's telling you, I would like to pay you for this. Yeah. And be happy for me. Because yeah. <laughs> I worked my ass off in school. I mean, I had three jobs as bartending. Well, that's the interesting <laughs> thing is I think people can look at your Instagram 
Instagram account and like scroll through uh-huh. and go, oh, I have this girl pegged. Yeah. I know exactly who she is. Yeah. And then you learn if it take it takes you 30 seconds to learn you have a degree, you worked your ass off, you came out here with the same dream or aspirations that yeah. everyone else came out here with. Yeah. And that what you're doing isn't any less than what everyone else is trying to hustle and do. Yeah, literally. It's so bonkers. Is there a... Um, company that you wish you could work with that you haven't worked with yet? Oh, that's a good question. I've had it on my vision board. For me, it's more about like publications. Like Mm. I want to be on the cover of a Maxim one day, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. But I mean, as far as brands, God, there's got to be something that comes to my mind. It's just completely slipping in. But you have vision boards. You seem very vision board. Yeah, vision boardy. Honestly, my vision board would be more cell phone businesses, you Mm. know, within time. I actually invested in a uh, restaurant recently. Oh, cool. It's women owned. So I'd like to expand in my own company situation. Your entrepreneurial ship. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Very yeah. cool. Also, it makes sense that you're vision board based if you're based on Instagram, which is ultimately its own vision board. Yeah, <laughs> totally. God, I love the vision boards. Who do you, like, who's your go-to follow on Instagram that you look at all the time? Is there anyone that you check in on for better or worse? Ooh, I love my friend, Anna Cherie. I don't know okay. if you've ever seen her. No. Huge but that doesn't matter. But but she like worked for this butt. Like she has this crazy body. Uh-huh. Um, she and her husband own a gym and they work their ass off. Like she has Literally. every brand. Her her photo shoots are like impeccable. Wow. Her styling is amazing. There's just so much work I know that goes into yeah. their business. And they're a team with it. So I'm just obsessed. Like I go to her for inspiration. Like mm. how can I be better at what I do? Because she does a really great job as far as like social media. Yeah. But then I'm obsessed with you know, other people in real life. I don't know. I'm a huge Lizzo fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I have the supermodels I stalk. Like, I love Rachel Mortensen. Most people don't know who that is, but yeah, she's a super hot girl. Like, I just have my weird quirks and favorites. Yeah, of I course. I pull from everyone, honestly. That's great. Yeah. That's very cool. Is there someone that's followed you that has been the most surprising? Like, mm-hmm. celebrity or notable person? <gasps> Well, I got to meet Erica Jane on a podcast. Oh my God. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, um, Erica Jane. Literally the pretty (gasps) mess. Uh, Met her randomly. Had no idea she was going to be at this podcast I did. (gasps) Died on the inside. I'm a huge Bravo fan. Huge Erica Jane fan. And she ended up being so sweet. They asked me to do her music video (gasps) for expensive. What? Yes. So if you ever watch it, I'm pillow fighting her in a bed full of cash. That's you? Yeah. Yes, I've seen it. Back in the day. (laughs) Literally. So much freaking fun. And she's so nice and like… She'll check up on me out of the blue. She's like, oh, I saw you on this. Or she'll be like, how are you doing today? Like, you know, just like little things. Just thoughtful. Are so big to me. And I'm like, oh, she's so fucking cool. She's also, I think, a really great representative of that whole universe of like, the way she looks on the outside is yeah. very different than she's like a badass boss Hell bitch yeah. that like handles her business and has great relationships. And that, but from the outside, you like write her off as just like a pretty face, mm-hmm. a pretty mess. Exactly. And then you're like, mm, no, there's way more substance there. There's so way much. more thought. There's way more like she's her plan. She has a plan. It's not just all accidental. Uh. I love it. I That's love so her. Cool. I want to be a mini mentor her. I mean, you basically are. You're I want to have sleepovers, but I don't want to be like the first one to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Can yeah. I come over? How do you, yeah, I don't know the best way. It's like from adult woman to adult woman to ask how to sleep Can I come to your house? Here's hoping she listens to this episode of the podcast (laughs) and then you get a text that's like, I accept. Oh my God, please. (laughs) I'm scared. Uh, Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I have some more questions for you. Then we have some internet questions. It's going to be real fun. We'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Not Too Deep. 
deep. Today we have support from a company that won't stop supporting you. I'm talking about Third Love. Third Love designs bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Hands down, the most comfortable bra that you'll own. They have straps that don't slip. They have tagless labels, not to mention lightweight, super thin memory foam cups that mold to your shape. Every customer also, get this, has 60 days to put their bra to the test. If you don't love it, you return it and then third level wash it and donate it to a woman in need. They support charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the U.S. So even if it's not for you, it's for someone else and you're doing a great deed by just supporting this company. They know that there's a perfect bra for everyone. And this is coming from someone that wears a basically an ace bandage sports bra every day. I absolutely love their bras. Uh, and they're offering you guys 15% off your first order. If you go to thirdlove.com slash grace, go find your perfect fitting bra, get 15% off your first purchase. Again, third love, T-H-I-R-D-L-O-V-E.com slash grace for 15% off today. If there is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling can help. They offer licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues like depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBTQ plus matters, grief, self-esteem, and more. They will connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment and get help at your own time at your own pace anything you share is confidential it's convenient you can schedule secure video or phone sessions as well as chat and text with your therapist and if for some reason you're not happy with your counselor they you can request a new one and they'll give one to you a new one at any time for no additional charge and best of all it's affordable and you will get 10 percent off your first month with the discount code grace so get started at betterhelp.com slash grace fill out a questionnaire so that they can help assess your needs and match you with the counselor that you will love again betterhelp.com slash grace Okay. On break for a second, Lindsay just casually dropped that she hung oh, out with the Gorgas. Yeah. Which, if you guys don't know, Joe Gorga, it's, um, and why am I blanking the wife's name? Melissa. Melissa Gorga from Real Housewives of New Jersey, my home state. Yeah. Um, so I feel very akin to this oh. whole franchise. I'm also Bravo obsessed. Me too. Um, I, wait, so what was it like hanging out with the Gorgas? So cool. Um, one of our mutual publicists mm-hmm. um, actually. What did we do? We went to a Lakers game. Oh, like fun. randomly. They were like, you want to go to the Lakers game with the Gorgas? And I was like, uh, <laughs> sure. When that request comes in, you don't turn it down. Yeah. I'm like, let's go. So we went out and they were super cute. And recently I had an appearance in Atlantic City uh-huh. and they were filming for The Real Housewives, <gasps> a new, you know, the for new the new season. season. Oh God. I'm and very I, excited about oh, all this. It was <laughs> amazing. I totally scammed my way in. I got to go in fully like, oh, I took a picture with Frank and Dolores. <gasps> they oh, followed me on Instagram too. Bye. Dolores. And oh. Frank, like she said, they knew my dog's name. Oh my God. And I died. I was like, are you kidding me? Amazing. Amazing. I mean, every Bravo fan, I was like, it was the funniest I thing hope I've ever that all the I hope that you're just this little like seed planted <laughs> in every franchise now that you're in like the background that like all the major fans are like, she's the through line. I'm gonna <laughs> die. <laughs> Wait, there's one scene. I don't I don't know if I could spoil it, but I'm sitting for right it. next to them. And there's no way I'm not in like every <laughs> shot. Like there's just no way. <laughs> See, I want to be so badly like a little Easter egg in the background of those scenes, but I know I would ruin it. I know I'd look like directly into the camera or I'd I'd be too giddy and too overexcited no. that they'd be like, we got to get this freak out of here. She is <laughs> distracting from the fight that's happening. You could get hired. 
I, oh God. I mean, I wish, yeah. I wish. Uh, is there any reality show that you would actually be a participant on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd do a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, have ne- I've turned down a lot of dating ones because people always want to oh, do that. yeah. The date, the people, they're usually so young, the dating ones. It's just people I would yeah. never date, honestly. And it feels like those have more uh, opportunity to like edit you in a bad way. Yeah. And I feel like that would be more of like a stressful thing. Totally. Yeah, totally. But no, I don't, I've definitely. Would you do any of the like survivors? Would you do any of the like amazing race or any of the like, um, what else am I even thinking of? Oh, like Naked and Afraid. Aren't you? You're oh, Naked and Afraid. I saw that show. I watched that show with my man and we yeah. just die. It's insane. How they, you know what? They don't tell you when the chicks are on their period. Right. And I think that's not fair. Well, we looked it up. I went a little deep diving uh-huh. on it. And uh, apparently like they, when they they try to schedule it supposedly so that it's not on the cycle of the uh, woman that's in that episode. That but if it is that the production provides them with like whatever sanitary things yeah. they need. I feel like your primitive survival rating should go like way up. Right. Because yes. you're working with way less yeah. than like You have fully... no Tylenol. You have no ibuprofen. No energy. Nothing for cramps. Like, And yeah. you're still surviving? Amazing. Yeah. I just think that they should be really strict. But that's my own personal issue. And they can afraid. <laughs> but no, I would never do that show. I would literally die behind attack but yeah. I would do um celebrity big brother in the UK you would yes because okay. my ex did it a few times and really they just I just feel like over there I'd be like whatever I did over there wouldn't count so I, just I feel like yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a separate universe yeah <laughs> and the rules don't matter yeah uh I, that's the one I haven't gotten super into big brother uh, except I watched the celebrity version that happened with like Ross Matthews was on oh, that's and fun. I thought that was interesting but I just didn't know enough about like the dynamics yeah, I still of the don't show know it either like how it works I have no idea <laughs> I still I didn't realize that the house is literally against the studio that they shoot with the audience in it. Like it's they are physically. Yeah, it's yeah. like right. I was like, that's where they're living, and, and also creepy. just the idea that there's a live feed camera that you can check in on the internet the whole time makes me feel so and so much anxiety for them. It's pretty gross. But I think you should do it. <laughs> I, I would think do you it. should. <laughs> I would do it. They pay well. <laughs> um, okay, so. Let's get into some social media stuff. Do you have any social posts that you think could definitely be used against you during a trial based on your jury duty experiences? <gasps> Absolutely. Okay. What are your jury duty experiences? Oh, my God. I was on a jury okay. in, um, when I was in college. They made me be on a jury. And so I experienced about like a week and a half of wow. actual court litigation situations. Yeah. What was that experience like? You know, boring, a lot more boring than I thought. <laughs> a lot of waiting. I fell asleep at one point in the, the little stands. Yeah. But it was, but I learned a lot. Like uh-huh. I learned a ton. There's only so much you can le- know about how, you know, suing people and that kind of process works. Mm-hmm. And then being involved in it, you really get it. Yeah. So I, I was, I enjoyed the process and I thought I was a good Samaritan for bringing my best and, you know. No, that's great. I mean, see, I'm, I'm, to I, me. I technically have jury duty in like a week oh, that no. I have to try and get out of because I won't be in town and I don't know how it works. So I've just been conveniently Ooh. avoiding it. Yeah. But I feel like I will be chosen if Ooh. I go and then I'm going to feel that pressure of having to be really yeah. like dedicated to listening yes. to every single detail of the case. Because you have to assume if this were me, 
Right. Would I want someone like me on the stand? And I probably would. Right. Yeah. And a jury of your peers is kind of a, a sketchy situation uh-huh. because our peers are whack. Right. And uh, no <laughs> one wants to be there. No one wants to do this job. Yeah. Like maybe one in every 100 persons like wants to actually have this responsibility. Yeah. But I feel like for the most part, none of us do. So Ooh. it was a week and a half. About, yeah, something Dang. like that. And like all day long, every day? All day long. It's like a 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. situation. Jeez. You get paid like $6. I don't remember. Yeah, don't they give you like, here's a bag lunch or something? Totally. It was really wild, but yeah. But I learned a lot. I did learn about how things can and will be used against you in a court of law. Wow. I will never forget what I've learned. And I also won't forget like the lengths that both parties will go through to disprove and prove their point. Mm, It's mm -hmm. kind of incredible. It's, you know, you remember when recently everyone was posting on Instagram, I don't want my stuff used against me in a court of law. And they were reposting this like idiotic. No. Please tell me you didn't post it. I No, no, no. I don't know what this is. No, no. I'm like, I hardly post anything that's substantial on Instagram. (laughs) It was recent. It was this like Facebook drawn up page and it was like that people thought was like an official document if they they posted it that they they would get out of any of their stuff being used against them that's literally what it said it was so painful the amount of people that reshared it wow it was so painful but also the people that are resharing it have very obvious like skeletons in their closet absolutely i'm (laughs) like who are you talking shit about in your messages like who cares if someone goes in your stuff wow but that is so interesting to see firsthand has that changed or affected the way that you approach your social media are you much more like careful and conscious about like what you're posting? No, I mean, you yeah. know, I don't know. I think I'm, I try to be a careful per- person. Like when I do insult people back on yeah. Twitter or on Instagram, I don't use anything gendered and I don't use slurs mm-hmm. and I don't use anything that could be taken the wrong way. I, I yeah. use like equal opportunity where it's like dumbass and loser. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair. I mean, that's. I actually use the word dork all the time. Yeah, no, that I saw. And I was like, that's one of my favorite words to use because for some reason to the right person, it's the most cutting insult of all time. Even though in the grand scheme of life, it's a very dumb, like light term. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm really fascinated by the way that you approach (laughs) people that come for you on social media. Do you try not to do that? Is it something that you're like, I can't not. This person's being absolutely ridiculous and I need to stand up for myself. Yeah. It depends on the platform. Instagram, I don't at all, really. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I have. I have especially have if I've noticed a person was a parent or a teacher Mm. because that really infuriates me. That that person is just— Has a responsibility to other youth. Yeah, that one drives me nuts. And I've actually sent messages to people's principals, um, their jobs, stuff like that. If I'm bored and it's the right time of day, (laughs) you know, like I'll do it. I'm like, oh, you want to do this? Wrong day. Yeah, but it's—I mean, that is—in my mind— that there are situations in which, yeah, that makes sense because you're a human, they're a human. Like the mm-hmm. fact that they think they can sit down and say incredibly um, hurtful things yeah. and it doesn't affect you or doesn't like uh, get to you or that you don't see it is like yeah. outrageous to me. It's wild. Twitter, I like it a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I had this discussion with my boyfriend now because he's like, why do you do this? Like it just puts you, why would you want to engage with him? Why do mm. you do that? And I'm like, look, some people like me, mm-hmm. I consider myself an intellect and I like to flex my brain sometimes. Yeah. And like the takedown in 114 characters is fun for me. I mm-hmm. don't know. It's actually fun. Yeah. And I don't get upset. Like I really don't. Like my heart's not racing on my chest. Like every now and then it's just a little bit of fun. Yeah. And I like it. And well, I like to tell people that they're wrong sometimes. <laughs> it's, you, you need to. Well, it also feels like people 
a lot of times they just want the attention yeah. from you and they're provoke they're like poking at you and trying to get something out mm-hmm. of you and i think have you found that people are genuinely surprised when you like respond to them from an intellectual <laughs> point of view yeah they really enjoy it and yeah. that's what my twitter is it's really a lot of comebacks and stuff like that cuz people are just like they didn't expect me to speak like that or right. think like that. They or think have you're just witty. a pretty face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Snooki is great on her Twitter. She's oh. actually who I, you know, tried to be like for a long time because people would write her terrible stuff and she would just agree to it. Or she was really <laughs> clever yeah, yeah. about how she handled it. And she has a ton of followers. And even Erica Jane shuts people down all mm-hmm. the time. So I don't know. At some point you just have to because otherwise yeah. you just keep the door open for people to like continuously yeah. like try to hurt you. Totally. In some way. Um, okay. Do, are you still doing your podcast? Yeah, but not as often as I should. Okay. So what is, if you had any of your, or let's say in the grand scheme of the world, if you could have anyone as a permanent co-host, who would you want to? See, that's hard because I am, because my brain is all over the point. Like I want someone <laughs> funny, but I want someone that we can talk about aliens and get like real deep and down. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know who's appropriate for that. I still have, because if I found him or her, Uh they'd be on. But I'm just not sure who has the same interest as me all the way. And what's the, like the podcast is that you get into very deep conversations about things. Yeah, kind of. That's what it turned into. At first I wanted to do like pop culture and then talk about my life. And it just wasn't, it didn't not work. But then over time I was like, I just like hearing about real people and stories and people who just interest me. And if you don't, then I just don't really want to, I'm not going to do like a, fake convo. Right. <laughs> but most people have these deeper stories that most people don't know about. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy that. Yeah. I think yeah. that's great. Yeah. Do you believe in aliens? <laughs> uh, you know, I kind of am on the thing that we might be in a simulation. So mm. aliens may be of our own being. Like oh. they might be like us, but they might be controlling me like a sim. Yeah, that's true. You know? And it's hard to get too deep into that thought because it'll make you crazy. (laughs) Yeah, totally. But I appreciate my aliens if they're they're running this show because I've had a really good time. Yeah, my aliens and my FBI agents. I have general appreciation for both of you. Please keep me safe. Thank you. Okay, what is Smart House? Oh, my God. Smart House is the best Disney Channel original movie of all time. You're tweeting about this, and I don't know what this is. Oh, my God. So Disney is coming back with their, like, streaming platform. Okay. Not that they've ever left anywhere, but they're having the streaming platform. So their original movies, I'm assuming, are coming back. Uh And Smart House is, like, the all-time best Disney Channel original movie. What is it? What is this? Melissa knows. (laughs) Oh, it's dope. This kid wins a house. And the house— I'm in already. (laughs) The house is, like, robot. And the house can make you a smoothie. And the house can, like, clean up your mess. And the house can throw a house party. but then the house becomes like they want to be your real mom it's and like everything AI. goes haywire. Yeah. Oh, it becomes too intelligent. Yeah. develops emotions. Yeah. See how <gasps> serious this is. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That is a very, I mean, I should check that out. It's the best. When did that movie come out? Probably like 1998. Really? <laughs> yeah. And that's super ahead of its time, I yeah, feel like. that's true. Also, you love Lifetime movies? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they are wild. Well, you were watching one the other day and the... I think you were tweeting out like what the actual premise was. Dude. And it looked like a Mad Lib sentence that got filled in. <laughs> I know. No. And I was not even exaggerating. So I put on Lifetime because I was doing other things. So I'm like, let right. me put something I don't it's like care background about. background noise. Yes. And in the side eye or like the background of what I was seeing, some girl's dad was hitting on her. Then she was banging her uncle. <laughs> then the, someone died of a lion attack. What? She was proposed to. The guy she was proposed to slept with her cousin. It was just 
everything at once. It was like they threw in everything uh-huh. into the the one movie. Oh my god! Well, wow. don't, I feel like the Lifetime movies become a parody of themselves they at have. some point. Where it's like, what's every possible insane storyline that we can put in here? Insane. I miss those like Lisa Rinna days where she was doing those Lifetime movies. That's right. She Boy was in days. those Lifetime movies. Mm-hmm. Oh God! I mean, you. I mean, there's still time. You could do it. I would like to. <laughs> If they could be more chill. Yeah. They, I'd like to read the script before I agree to any of them. Yeah. I think it could be really good. Um, okay. Here's a, a, a question I'm really curious about because you work with a bunch of different photographers mm-hmm. on all of your shoots. What to you is one of the most um, important things a, a photographer can do to make you feel comfortable as someone in front of the camera? Mm, this is a good question. I mean, honestly, I feel like it's not telling people what to do so much. Like, mm. I don't know. Sometimes people will tell you what to wear or take off this shirt or do that. Yeah. Everyone should always be polite. Like, do, do you want to do this? Do you feel comfortable doing this? Mm-hmm. Just those like nice people. I don't know. It's nicer when you ask. Yeah. yeah. There are totally creeps out there and there are totally not creeps out there. Yeah. It's just a little tough. And your overall aura will give it away if you're a perv and an asshole or not. Yeah. And if you get that icky feeling, if you're shooting with someone, they're an icky person. Shut it down. Totally. Yeah. How do you, yeah, how do you like vet your photographers that you work with? How do you do, like, how do you hire someone? Um, Now I do my best because I have word of mouth and I've been working Mm -hmm. with so many people for so long. But there have been times when I've, I've seen people that have worked with someone and then met them and they were totally creepy. Mm. But I'm really good at like telling someone to F off. Really? That's really mm-hmm. like, yeah, drawing yeah, the line. Totally. I think that's a huge thing. So I'm sure a lot of people can get caught up in like, I guess I'll just roll with yeah. this until like it's done situation. Yeah, that's sad and scary. Yeah, that is scary. Hate that. Yeah. But I'm glad that you're saying like, it's okay to say, uh, you know what? We're good. I'm good. All the time. Yeah. And it's so funny when you say that, how the mood all changes. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm okay. And yeah. then they're just like, what? Did you just actually Stand hold yourself? Up for yourself? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nuts, but that's, I think, really important to hear. Okay, we're going to take one last break, and when we get back, we have a bunch of Twitter questions for you, if you do not mind entertaining those. We'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. High and Mighty is putting hanging into your hands. Hanging can be overwhelming. We're talking about hanging things on the wall, decorating your house, something I love to do and think I'm capable of, but then when push comes to shove, not so much. The second you have to get out a tool, it's now a project. So your favorite art gets left on the ground and floating shelves are bought but never put up. And if you guys have watched any of my YouTube videos, I've attempted multiple times to put up shelves and it does not work out. I think I can, I think I can, and then I can't, and then I can't. But guess what? Lose the hangxiety with High and Mighty. You can hang without needing a single tool. You just place, push, hang, and it's up. They offer strong and easy to install hanging products like wall hangers, decorative hooks, and floating shelves. Their hangers hold up to 125 pounds, so there's no such thing as something that's too heavy to hang. And they have floating shelves that come with their own level and install in just minutes. This stuff is absolutely wonderful for the um, not-so-professional DIY home decor domestic goddess in all of us like I 
truly identify with. So get your hands on the full line of products at designedtobestuckup.com. Again, designedtobestuckup.com. And right now they're giving away some products to try. Just visit High and Mighty on Facebook or Instagram at designedtobestuckup and enter to win. Support for today's episode comes from Bare Minerals, the creators of clean beauty, purity in formulation, and uncompromising performance have always been the guiding principles of Bare Minerals because they believe that makeup and skincare should make your skin better, not just better looking. What a concept! And this has been their philosophy since they began the clean beauty revolution in 1995 with their best-selling original foundation, which offers creamy, lightweight, buildable coverage that's naturally luminous. You don't have to sweat to look naturally luminous anymore. The clean formula is made from five good for skin ingredients. Guess what? They're all minerals, including non-chemical SPF protection, makeup so pure you can sleep in it and it actually improves your skin over time. Sign me up. It's everything your skin needs and nothing it doesn't because for bare minerals to be clean without compromise means good for skin formulas with proven performance. And like every bare minerals product, it's 100% cruelty free and better yet, both the original and matte loose powder foundations are available in 30 shades. So upgrade to the clean beauty products by using their foundation finder at bare minerals.com to find your perfect match. First-time customers will get 15% off when you use the promo code not too deep. That's bareminerals.com, promo code not too deep for 15% off your first purchase. Bare Minerals, the power of good. Okay, before we get into these Twitter questions, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single guest okay. that's on the podcast. And the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? <gasps> Oh my god. God, I don't some who's an like an, an assholeware is it good spaghetti? It's your choice. It's like it can be celebratory, it can be hurtful. It's whatever you uh, would like. I don't know the appropriate answer because like the first thing <laughs> off my head is Hitler. Yeah. But I just feel like he needs more than spaghetti. That it can be the warning so, flag. I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> I don't know if I could bomb him. Well, yeah, I mean, that's not the question I'm asking. <laughs> but <laughs> Who called spaghetti? Um, probably, how about my first high school boyfriend? That's great. He's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And okay. it's not against the law that we know of at this point. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> the other question is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or close call, but you can only tell us in three words or small phrases. So, for example, mine is college jogging front lawn. Mm. Poisoned crawfish boil. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that you had an answer immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that sounds like a heavy metal band. <laughs> it does. I saw Def Leppard two days ago. How was that? Metal. <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> was that like a bucket list thing? No, but we just like scammed tickets in Vegas and we're like, let's go see Def Leppard. It's so fun. That's so fun. Yeah. I'm sure that the crowd must have been amazing. The crowd was fun. They were really getting, you know, those those guys have been around for a long time. Yeah. How old are they now? Gotta be like 70s, 60s. Maybe. Late. Yeah, maybe. Still, I mean, kudos to them. Still wearing flat. One of them had six pack abs. Like it was just what? insane. Yeah. That's nuts. They're awesome. That sounds super fun. Uh, okay. Let's get into these Twitter questions. Someone is asking, what is the key thing in your life that keeps you inspired and motivated? 
Cool. Um, the key thing in my life that keeps me inspired and motivated is honestly my intuition. Really? <laughs> yeah. I kind of have a strong intuition and I I know the end. I know like the end goals of everything. Mm-hmm. So getting through day to day is just remembering that the end will be the same no matter how bullshit the day is. Like my end huh. will be the same. It always is. I just, my intuition has never failed me. Interesting. Yeah. I've never heard that perspective before. That's very cool. Yeah. What about Tosh? I love Tosh. That was my second answer. <laughs> no, I love Tosh. Tosh but, is your dog. Yeah, Tosh is my dog. Tosh is my one-eyed Morky. Ugh, I mean, what a great tagline that he's a one-eyed Morky. I know. How old is he? He's about seven. Oh, he's an old man. Yeah, well, see, that's why I'm going to stop saying he's, like, he's going to be seven and never older. Yeah. Because I'm not sure. I'm like, is seven old? But we're at that same age because I'm 28, so people go, oh, you don't look that old. So now they're doing it to my dog, like, oh, he doesn't look that old. So we're right on the same page. How, when did you get him? I got him when I was 21 Mm -hmm. in, when I was going to school at LSU. Uh I was a sophomore in college. No, I must have been a junior. I must I don't know exactly that time. <laughs> like I just woke up and he was there totally. one day. <laughs> but yeah, totally. I wanted a cat, but then uh-huh. I knew that like 50-50 chance a cat wouldn't be down with me. Oh yeah. Um, we were just talking about cats before yeah. you got here. Yeah. And a lot of people in this room have very strong opinions about cats. <laughs> Melissa <laughs> hates them very much. Aww. Uh but wait, so how did you how did you guys come into being <laughs> together? Well, so I wanted a cat mm-hmm. and everyone was like, no, you should, like a dog will definitely love you. Like a dog yeah. will be obsessed with you. And I had a customer at the bar I worked at uh-huh. say, oh, you want a dog? I'll go get you a dog. No, no, no. Totally came, got me a dog. Wait, Maybe. what? Yeah, I know. The, I don't know. And I was so young. I was too stupid to know about like rescuing and everything. Right. I yeah. lived in Louisiana too. They just don't care. Like they're just, wow. there's not even a conversation. So I bought, well, he bought this dog. So the customer bought the dog for you. Yeah. Did you, so when they show up with the dog, are you like, Well, we went to get it ourselves. He's like, let's go get it. I know this breeder. I'll buy this dog for you. Okay. And then literally like I went and got Tosh out of this like random ratchet breeder (laughs) in the middle of Louisiana, (laughs) which is almost like rescuing him truly. Wow. Yeah. It sounds Uh, like it. What, um, along those lines, has there been any other bonkers things that, like, patrons have, like, gotten for you or requests or, like, wanted to do for you? Oh, God. There was one guy at Hooters. Uh-huh. Um, he didn't tell me directly, but he told this other waitress. So there's this other waitress. Uh-huh. She was, like, a little older. She had kids. She was, like, making cash. Like, she was yeah. in there to hustle. Yeah. And she came up to me and she goes, Lindsay, um, you know that guy that's always in here? Like, my regular? He always gives me, like, 500 bucks a day. No, no, no. I was like, yeah. She goes... If you want to, he'll pay you um, to go pee in the bathroom. And if you just film, like, where you peed, he'll give you 500 Wait, what? And, but the way she said it's so nice. I was like, you couldn't be me because you know damn well that she just peed in the bathroom and sent it to him. So I was like, you know, I don't have to pee. Like, I'm fine. Wow. Yeah, she's like, this is a business deal. Yeah. And, like, you can have this, too, if you want it. Yeah, which is wow. kind of but- I mean, so I did it. <laughs> I mean, should have. <laughs> either I? way, good for you yeah. um, and for her. And wow, okay, yeah. interesting. But you got a dog out of it. I did. I got a dog. <laughs> uh, okay, someone wants to know what's my special purpose. Like mine or yours? I think they're asking or for theirs. theirs. <laughs> Shit. It's to write from, better tweets. Yeah. <laughs> it's from Do Good Stuff 1993. That is such a fun name. Yeah. Well, as long as it's meaning it's well-intentioned and not bad. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Well, my purpose, I think, in life, I'd like to be 
you know, a liaison to kind of, I know we live in a really polarizing climate, climate mm-hmm. politi- politically. So Louisiana, you grew up with one type of group and then living yeah. in a city like LA and New York, it's another. And I have a college education that can really help me understand both. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like to be the opposite of a Tommy Laren would be ideal. Mm. I love the idea of teaching people how to be empathetic yeah. and maybe understand one another and to do that in a way that isn't so angry. Yeah. I think I have that potential. So long-term in my life, that would be my goal. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really aspirational. Thanks. To want to like create bridges and have conversation. Yeah, that'd be my goal. Yeah, especially for someone like you that I'm, like we said, faces so much um, stereotypical yeah. like assumption constantly to be like, talk to me like a human because yeah. I want to talk to you like a human. Yeah, that's all I want. Yeah, I think that can happen. Stay true. Um, someone to know thoughts on Lover by Taylor Swift. Oh, how does it go? The new uh, the new album, the new Taylor Swift album. Shit, I didn't hear it. It's, there's your thoughts on it. I didn't hear it. <laughs> who other than Def Leppard, who are your musical go-tos? Uh, well, I'm obsessed with Lizzo, but I was mm. like two years ago. You're an old school fan. Yeah, like yeah. I heard the, her music a long time ago, so it's really played out the stuff now because yeah. it's so older to me. And I got to see her at the Spotify event with like 30 <gasps> people. How was that? Lit. Uh, so lit. But I love Lizzo. Right now I love Doja Cat. Okay. I don't know who that is. If that's a so group fun. or a person. It's a, a person. It's a rapper, a female rapper. And uh-huh. she has got like fun, fun, fun songs. Oh, that's great. Yes. So that's who I'm obsessed with right now. But I I bounce everywhere. Yeah. I can be obsessed with anyone at any time. Very cool. Yeah. Um. Oh, someone wants to know if you stan Rihanna. Of course. I mean, who doesn't? Naturally. I love the picture circulating right now of when Lady Gaga came out in the meat dress yeah. at the VMAs. And everyone looks like... They're just totally disgusted. And Rihanna has like a big smile on oh, her yeah. face. Like, <laughs> like I want to always be the Rihanna in that crowd. Oh, if you Google image search Rihanna leaving restaurants with wine, she just leaves restaurants and it's just all paparazzi uh, photos of her just with her wine glass walking to her car. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing anyone could do. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm going to take this to go. <laughs> so yeah. Um, someone wants to know, what's the best gift you could give to someone you don't really know? A Lindsay Payless 2020 calendar. There you go. <laughs> Autographed and Set up, signed, sealed, delivered. <laughs> uh, wait, so you autograph all of them? I do. Dang. Yeah, it takes forever. Are you venturing into other varieties of merch? Yeah, I think I will. And I might. I've been talking about it with a few people. Mm-hmm. We've considered, you know, athletic wear. Yeah, that makes consider- sense. I have a, a range of graphic tees I would like to do. Like yeah. Fun sayings, but, you know, we'll see. See how we'll it see. goes. Yeah. The how far in advance do you plan out your photos? Like for Instagram, God. is it like day of, or is it like I have everything mapped out for the next two months? No, I wish I were that organized. Mine is totally day of. Really? Yeah, it's really hard. I'm not. Go- I don't I actually don't post every single day. I just post every few days. And- oh dang! And so, how do you do? You edit all your photos yourself? No, but sometimes. Okay. Yeah, I edit a lot of them myself. What's your go-to editing? Obviously, Facetune. Oh, okay. Facetune is life. <laughs> yeah. You know people can do their videos now too. What? I feel like that is where it's a little far. <laughs> that's going to get sketchy. I feel yeah. like that's going to be a little scandalous. That's totally catfishy. I, yeah, I think I opened Facetune one time and I was like, this is too much power. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, and then I closed it out and deleted it off my phone. Oh my God. You're crazy. I bought the VIP premium for like $35.99. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense. That's a business write-off for yeah, you. There totally. you go. Um, okay. Someone asked, how do you feel when people can't get past your image and would rather perceive you as dumb or shallow? I usually feel that someone's ignorance is their own stuff. Mm, You mm -hmm. know, um, 
it's really, I can't be a teacher for everyone at every moment. Yeah. But I have to assume that it's just some version of misogyny and internalized misogyny. Because I think if you look at me, if for some reason platinum hair Mm -hmm. and large boobs makes you feel a certain way, then I assume that's because I'm hyper feminine. Mm. And I assume you have a problem with femininity. And I don't, you know, I don't dress down or dress how people would want me to. Yeah. Because I actually don't care. Like I will, even if you think I'm hyper feminine, I'm down with being me and I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. And so, yeah. So it's actually, I'm not really doing, you know, I don't know. I just live how I want. I think that's, I, I mean, that's great. Cause yeah. I can feel like you could go one of two ways. Either you become really combative against people or you become just like very scared of yeah. everyone and not like, uh, you don't give yourself permission to be yourself. Yeah. If people, if I, I would actively be hiding my body if I wore what other people wanted. Yeah. A lot of the times my necklines are the same and my fits, I mean, you know, the outfits are the same. I don't mm-hmm. actually shop at the horse store. I don't yeah. even know where it's located. <laughs> <laughs> like I've literally never even been there. So I don't even know where they think I'm getting the clothes I get. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just crazy. I mean, everyone has things that they do to make themselves feel confident. Yeah. And it's so bizarre to me when people judge negatively someone's version of confidence. Yeah. It's very, I think that, like you said, it's just projection of insecurity that people are like, that person's confident. Well, I want to knock them down a peg because I'm not confident. It's so weird. And it's so hard in that era of like self-love and Mm -hmm. we want to uplift everyone, but we want to leave certain people out. Oh yeah. We want you to love yourself, but only to a point in which I feel like I'm better than you still. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Oh, it's very confusing. The internet's so fun. Okay. <laughs> Last question before we wrap up. Someone's asking, favorite grandma story? Oh, hmm. well, my grandma, I got a pogo stick uh-huh. for Christmas um, <laughs> in like fifth Recently? grade. Oh. No, I was like fifth grade. And my grandma is like 95 pounds. And she just jumped on my pogo stick and busted her ass <laughs> in the garage. And it, I just will never forget how she really got on a pogo stick at like her age. That's, I mean, very, old. that's very bold. Yeah, it was wild. And was she, she didn't break anything, which is even more impressive. Like she bro- like fell down completely, didn't break anything. Was she doing it for entertainment or did you like happen to catch her by herself when they tried the pogo stick? I think it was totally like she wanted to try it. Oh, that's <laughs> like, very sweet. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay, thank you for being here. This has been super fun. Before you go, every guest that's on the podcast, Mm -hmm. um, we create a a fortune cookie, a personalized fortune cookie. So you know what it says? I know what it says, but if you would like to open it and (laughs) find out what it says, you are free to do so. Oh, I thought there was no fortune. Did I got I got asked to prom in a fortune cookie. You did? Uh-huh. That's cute. I know. This is not that question. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Oh, I'm scared. There is a company that will, for $14,000, take your ashes and compress them into a synthetic diamond to be set in jewelry for a loved one. With that in mind, we have a favor to ask you. Yep. (laughs) We can take it offline, but we wanted to plant the seed. Wait, you want me to give you my ashes to sell? (laughs) We need you to hawk this on your Instagram so we can make some money. Oh. (laughs) Oh, with that, I do have a quick question. Are there, like things that you draw the line like what's been the weirdest like request someone like through social media has been like I'll pay you to 
promote this. Oh my God. They'll ask for everything. I'm sure. I think the, I mean, the biggest line drawn is like people offer money for sex. Yeah. That's yeah. just <laughs> not That's happening. an obvious no. Yeah. I'm not even, I'm really actually truly not doing that. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's been four years and you've been following me. Like there's, I've never had a Rolls Royce yet. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they're not putting two and two together that I don't do that. So that would definitely be where I draw the line. But I also try not to post about, um, I try not to post about smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, cigarettes or weed. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I try not to also post about drinking, but I will if you pay me. <laughs> <laughs> you have morals and you're a hustler at the same time. Yeah. That's great. Um, Lindsay, where I'm can people out. find you if they don't know? And where can people get the calendar and see what you're up to? All that. You can follow me at Lindsay Paylos on Instagram, Twitter, the works. And then um, my calendar will be available at lindsaypaylos.co. In a month or so, probably Sweet. by the time you listen to this. Uh, amazing. Yeah. And make sure you're following her because we don't know what she's going to do, but it's going to be big. Woo! Coming up. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see you guys next time on Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. Whatever struggles you are facing from depression and anxiety to trauma and grief, BetterHelp can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's convenient. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, as well as chat and text with your therapist. And anything you share is completely confidential and it's affordable. And you'll get 10% off your first month with the discount code GRACE. So get started by going to betterhelp.com slash GRACE. Fill out a questionnaire, get matched with the counselor you'll love today. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer Melissa D. Mons, writing by Diane Kang, production assistance by Katrina Henning, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. (laughs) 